0: Misadventures in small business share stories that will involve someone doing something stupid or embarrassing. Misadventures in small business number 27. Ooh, some tutti-frutti wants your booty. So in between the local three-location chain of shoe stores crashing in January 2003, as referenced in episode 26, and my future wife, Reopening an operation in the former Glendale, Arizona storefront, as referenced in Episodes 11 and 17, I needed to find a job. There was a mortgage broker out of Massachusetts that opened a location in Tempe. They rolled in big and were hiring and training dozens of people every month. This was during a refi boom, and we covered 28 states out of that office. The turnover was kind of high as some people didn't like the job or the pay scale. The two jobs were a loan officer or processor. We formed into three person teams with two loan officers and one processor. There was a base salary of about 400 a week and the commissions were way lower than what a straight commission mortgage broker would pay. The commission was on a sliding scale that paid more if the team hit certain benchmarks within each pay period. Even after getting ramped up on a fairly good team, it seemed impossible to hit the thresholds needed to make real money. The managers were very supportive and would give guidance on any pending loans needed. We had a spectrum of people selling the loans. Some only understood 15- and 30-year fixed mortgages themselves. So they would never go off the rails selling someone something that didn't make sense to them. Then there were a few guys that looked at the higher commissions on option arms and tried to sell them to non-savvy borrowers. I think the bulk of us were in the middle, where if someone didn't ask for anything fancy, we didn't push those. The best part of the job was customizing solutions for individual borrowers. I helped people with really bad credit all the way up to 850 credit scores, and it was never one-size-fits-all. I had to learn about some really cool loan programs if that was what the borrower asked about or if it was a good fit they were unaware of. If after explaining the advantages and downsides, a borrower understood the loan, we would proceed. I never wanted anyone to get into something they didn't understand or see value in. After the 2008 crash, whenever I heard some clown complain about how the mortgage industry caused the problems, I would just laugh. If a person only ever drives the speed limit, and just wants a basic, reliable vehicle, how would they let a slick salesman talk them into buying an overpriced sports car with more bells and whistles than they ever use? The great thing about competition is that if whoever is trying to sell you something seems shady or stupid or pushy, you can go elsewhere. Our three-man teams are always getting realigned due to turnover. In fact, entire teams would get switched to different managers just to keep them balanced. I was there from January to October and answered to three different managers, which wasn't really a bad thing. Each one had enough years of experience that they provided different insights, so I learned even more. So for two or three months, I was on a stable team with the same fellow loan officer and processor. Arte was the other loan officer, and he was cool. Our processor was Latasha, and she was great because she was from the south side of Chicago and knew how to express things colorfully and creatively, which is also one of my big joys in life. So we got along great. Apparently, one weekend, Latasha went over to Arte's house, and Arte's young son was quite smitten with the pretty lady. I don't remember now exactly how young the son was, but I'm thinking six or seven. Anyway, little man there caressed Latasha's ass. Now, in his defense, I wouldn't call what he did creepy. That's why museums and art galleries have velvet ropes and glass protecting the artwork. Kids just want to touch beautiful works of art. Although, giving her a cute grin while doing it may have blown his cover. Anyway, they were still laughing about it on Monday morning. So, I had gotten a check in the mail for something. Can't even remember now after 20 years. Maybe a state tax refund. Anyway, I ran up to a Bank of America branch about five miles away to deposit it. I walk in, and they were moderately busy, as this was the lunch hour and I just headed towards the line to wait for a teller. They had a guy at an information kiosk, but he was across the way, I guess from escorting a customer to one of the desk people. Anyway, I've never seen anyone move so fast without running. This guy caught me before I got all the way to the teller line to ask if I needed any help. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just heading to a teller to make a deposit. I just figured the guy really took his job seriously and didn't want to fail to greet every single customer entering the bank. Anyway, the teller I ended up with was very pretty and had a shiny new wedding ring on. I was thinking, cool, some lucky guy took her off the market and is going to spoil her judging from the big rock on her finger. So I finish and leave. Quite literally, the very next day, I got a thank you card from the bank in the mail. It was hand-addressed, and on the back was a pen-drawn hillside with two Saguaro cacti under a moon. I was thinking, wow, these guys are really over the top with their customer service. I opened the card, and it said something like, thank you for coming in today. Please come back anytime. I was thinking, that's strange. The teller wasn't making eyes at me while I was there. Plus she looked like a totally content newlywed. Well, after showing the envelope to my wife, she pointed out that it was definitely a man's handwriting. Then I realized what the two saguaros signified. The bank greeter wanted to engage in a friendly sword fight with me. Yeah, gonna have to pass on on that invite, tough guy. The next day, I brought the card into work and showed it to Latasha, my processor teammate. She quickly responded, Ooh, Aaron, some tutti-frutti want your booty. That made the whole thing even funnier. Needless to say, I never made the mistake of returning back to that bank branch ever again. Until the next misadventure, remember... Establish the gender of anyone sending you a handwritten thank you card from the bank or you might be dueling under the moonlight.